to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hey, hey, hey. It is Matt Mosley. Good afternoon. Taking you all the way till 6 o'clock. What a gorgeous day. Hope everybody's been out enjoying that and... Uh, just uh, settle in, relax. We've got uh, we got a lot to bring you. We've got live reports coming from the owners' meetings, and uh, this one, the NFL owners' meeting, is taking place in West Palm Beach, Florida, I believe. Looks like a uh, nice locale for that. And Aaron, the news broke over the weekend that the Cowboys' head coach. The one and only Mike McCarthy did not get to attend the NFL owners meeting. The 31 other head coaches are there. Today they did the picture. And about three of them didn't show up for the picture, but they, they've been there at the meetings. And uh, we do not we do not have a uh, we do not have Mike McCarthy there. He is the only one that has uh for whatever reason um uh, it, it's uh, it's really really interesting everything that's going on there, and so, uh, it, but but Mike McCarthy was left behind. Now the good news is, Stephen and Jerry are on the scene, and Jerry is talking again. The man has gone into hiding, but uh, he talked today. He broke his silence, and there were only a a couple of beat writers from the Dallas area that made the trip that were allowed to visit with Jerry. Aaron and I have been, you know, trying to tell you what we'll do, Aaron. When we get uh, the beat writer from the morning news on at the end of the interview today, I'll just say, hey, Michael, would you mind sending us that audio? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we may be because I kind of like to hear radio is a uh, a very, you know, we we like to play some audio for you from time to time. And we want to hear from Jerry beat writers, people that write for a living like I did for much of my career. Uh, we just put things in print, and so we don't really think always about, oh, my gosh, do we have audio of this? Well, I got in the radio world many years ago, 15, 16, 17 years ago, and so I, I kind of do both. I appreciate both. I like to read it, and I like to listen to it as well. So, But we, we have someone who just interviewed Jerry Jones joining us, oh, in just about 15 minutes. And that his name is Michael Gelkin. He is a beat writer with the uh, Dallas Morning News, where I used to be. Uh, now, four, five o'clock today, we're going to have Mike McGraw, the Baylor men's golf coach. And we've just got to kind of monitor. I'll look here in a minute and see how the guys are doing. Uh, they, they had a big um, match play competition. The first tournament Baylor has hosted since 2005 and they did that at Ridgewood Country Club Aaron do we have any friends with memberships out there at Ridgewood oh let me think well yeah yeah I think um, I think the CEO 
of Central National Bank, Joe Nesbitt, is indeed a member out there. So, um, yeah, man, that would be – that's a great uh, deal. In fact, um, I really wanted to be out there. Couldn't make it out today, but I wanted to be out there kind of uh, walking the fairways and greens of Ridgewood Country Club. It used to be, Aaron, the the it, see, there was a long-time kind of thing where the Baylor men's coach, golf coach, was also the head pro at Ridgewood. And they, it just kind of worked out like that. And I, I, Gene Shields, the late, great Gene Shields, was somebody out there. In fact, I used to get lessons from Gene back in the day when I was a Baylor student uh, in the 1990s. And then Tim Hobby, former Baylor great, became the coach. And he was um, a pro out there at Ridgewood. I'm almost sure that's right. I think Hobby... In addition, and Tim also played a ton of golf and tried to make it on tour. And then years after that, Greg Priest became the Baylor men's coach. And uh, Aaron, I don't know if anybody cares about this, but Greg and I used to play in some scrambles together. And uh, uh, it, it, Greg, was he, he helped a lot in those scrambles. I did not help our cause a whole lot, but we had some good times. And a uh, great guy, Greg Priest, who is now – the head athletic director for all of Tyler ISD, Tyler Independent um, School District. And he's over all of that, the athletic director. And he used to be the Baylor men's coach. There's some of your history for today. Aaron, are you, you know, I told you I was rooting for the South Dakota Coyotes. You were not. I always feel like if a team beats your team, you need to root for them. Same reason I am very pleased I mean, I know. I mean, yeah, was I rooting for St. Peter's? Well, sure I was. I'm a, you know, I'm a, a, a human. I'm a human being. <laughs> but um, I, I, I do like seeing UNC and Duke in this Final Four for a lot of reasons. I mean, now we'll get all the ballyhooed one last stand for Coach K. I feel good for Coach K. I mean, I've had moments where I made fun of the guy, but he's had a great career. But when a team beats you... And that's what UNC did in the second round of the tournament. Same thing when Duke beat Baylor in the Elite Eight all those years ago. You want that team to go on and win it all. That Duke team did win it all with Nolan Smith and Kyle Singler and John Shire, who's going to be the next head coach at Duke. They went on and, and, and won the whole thing. And I was just looking that up, Aaron, to see where Singler is. 2020, I guess he retired from European ball. He's 33 years old. He played some of the NBA. The other two guys are on Coach K's staff. Nolan Smith, who just killed us in that game, in that Elite Eight game. I think he went for 23. They were all good. Shire. But they. it was really a three-man team, Duke. And Baylor had a lot more than that. Baylor had great depth. and uh, But Duke found a way with the help of the officials as we all remember. But uh, this is a big, this is going to be a fun day. Uh, we got Jerry to talk about. We also have some, um, um, we, we've got a lot of stuff going on with the NFL owners meetings. Now, for you fantasy types out there like Aaron, you're wondering, okay, what's happening? Um, Baker Mayfield, even though Deshaun Watson is with the Browns, uh, remains on the Cleveland Browns roster as of this morning. 
Uh, they, they are making plans to part ways with him. They would obviously like to do a trade. Um, Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, said during his media time today, I think everyone understands the situation, and we're hoping that it, was, it re- is resolved soon, Stefanski said. All right, so they need to get that done. Aaron, do you see any way that Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for somebody this coming season? Like, do you – obviously, the, the Texans want to try Davis Mills. The, the Broncos now have their great quarterback. The Seahawks need a quarterback. Will, will Baker Mayfield be a starter in the NFL this season? You know, as you were saying that, I was kind of wavering, but I'm going to say yes. I think he will. There are enough bad teams out there with bad quarterbacks. I can't see Baker Mayfield, who is at least average to slightly above average NFL quarterback. Uh, I can't see him not starting somewhere. Um, if Carolina's, according to their last report, is planning on trotting out Sam Darnold again, I mean, really? <laughs> As as much uh, you know, as much shade as people throw at Baker Mayfield, he's a lot better than Sam Darnold. So I seems, think he'll be starting like somewhere. Um, also, for people that love the NFL, like a lot of us do, uh, the number two, former number two overall pick Saquon Barkley. There were some rumors that the Giants were going to shop him. The uh, new Giants GM. Okay, let's play. Let's play a little game here. Can anyone now you got to, to win this? I'm going to give you one free sandwich to Schmaltz's. All right, Nelson Rue has given me a, a wide latitude on what I do, but you only have ten seconds to answer this question. Okay, I'm not going to let people Google this. The number is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. You have to text it. Okay, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. What is the name of the new general manager for the New York Giants? Again. I'll I'll give the number, and then I'm going to start the clock. I'm actually going to give people 20 seconds, because I don't think you can Google and and, and get it in in 20 seconds. 254-662-1660 is the number to text. If you know the answer of the new Giants GM, you have 20 seconds to get the correct answer starting now. Aaron, do you know the answer to this question? Like, if I put you on the spot, which I'm not going to do right now, and I said, Aaron Sexton, do you know the GM of the New York Giants? And Aaron, this is not like, oh, Mosley's trying to embarrass Aaron. No. What I'm, I, I think most people can't come up with this. Can, no, you name, can you name this person off the top of your head? I could not, but we did get a winner. <laughs> we really did. Uh, Joe from Waco was right on top of it. He texted it in immediately. So probably a Giants fan, but hey, he, either way, he gets a, uh, a free Smalls' sandwich. Every once in a while, I just like to test it to make sure. We, we, we see our text messages for Schmaltz's, and we know we've got like a, a, a pretty large listening audience, especially also streaming. But that's impressive that Joe had that one immediately. And we'll tell you, Joe. Sorry, Daniel text. from Waco, not Joe. Whoa, Daniel. Whoa. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Daniel. Daniel from Waco <clears throat> wins that. I was thinking uh, of the name, but which is Joe Joe Schoen, who is the general manager of the Giants. Yeah, that's okay. But it was Daniel okay. that actually won. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, here's what they said. And Daniel, that's good work. Very good. That's very good work. 
Um, <clears throat> he said that it would be irresponsible if I didn't listen when people called on any players. That doesn't mean I'm going to do every deal. So I haven't called one team on Saquon Barkley. I've got calls about a few of our players. He's out. He's one where a couple teams have reached out. But I'm not shopping Saquon Barkley. Now, here's the way I see these things. When a player's name starts getting mentioned in conversations like this, he's as good as gone. Now, the problem, of course, is teams don't want to give up much to even for a frontline, you know, really popular running back like Saquon Barkley. Now, would you trade Zeke Elliott straight up for Saquon Barkley? Sure, you would. Okay, I don't. Nobody really has to think about that one. But you, you the money. You know, the only reason you do that is if you could give the Giants a pick and the player, because much like you were with uh, Amari, you're simply trying to get out of that contract, and no one's going to let you out of that contract. Aaron, do you think there's anybody in the NFL who covets Zeke Elliott? And I, I mean, I hate to say this because Zeke's been really good, but is there is there anybody out there like? I'm just trying to think. And I'm, which if, organization would you say like respects other than the Cowboys Zeke Elliott the most? Is there one? No, I mean I, I can't think of. There probably is. Maybe Atlanta because they had. Well, no, they had. Cordell Patterson had a nice year. I can't think of a, a team right now at the top of my head that has a worse starting running back than Zeke right now. <laughs> I, I mean, really, I that's just, really rude. That is, I have that down as one of the one of the <laughs> meanest comments you've ever said on this show. That you can't find a worse starting running back in the NFL. All right, that's the next contest. I want people to text in. Who is worse? Who is a worse? There's got to be somebody out there starting running back in the NFL than Zeke Elliott. I think it's very unfair and a very mean comment from our own Aaron Sexton. So I want people to text in who who is a worse starting running back in the NFL. Let me think of who I would say. Not Saquon, not... Uh, whoever is in the Eagle. Eagles actually run the ball really well. And the red the uh the Washington football team, the Commanders, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. The Commander Antonio Gibson. Ha- he's not bad, is he? Number twenty four? I would take him over he's... Zeke. <laughs> how how are we doing on commanders? Do most people as they're like driving around listening to us feel pretty confident in just saying the commanders? I would say it's less than 50%. Now, I'm not saying people don't know it, but I don't think it's become second nature yet to, to say the commanders. Um, in fact, I would say less than I, – I, I have to think still every time I think of Washington what they are. That's a weird deal, man, the Washington commanders. That is a very strange thing. Now – uh, good news. Uh, I know uh, Steve Rodriguez was scheduled to be on with John Morris earlier today. The Baylor baseball team keeps winning, salvaging these series. And you got to hand it to them because you could not lose in more gut-wrenching fashion in the second game of these series. I think it's the second game in both of them that they cratered in the uh, 
at the end. Now, the, I think the Grand Slam on Saturday happened in the eighth inning. I mean, it was still a blo- you know considered a blown save. Well, because they had a four-run lead. I'm just thinking of all my save rules. Yeah. I. Well, wait a second. Four-run lead in the eighth. It was it was just awful, is what it what it was. And it, it uh, Aaron, were you doing that game Saturday or somebody else? No, it was me. Yeah, it was. It, as a Baylor fan, that was tough. How many outs? How many outs when he hit that grand slam? In Didn't the ninth? They, had they got a? No, I thought he tied it up with the grand slam in the eighth. In the eighth, I, there were two outs when he hit the grand slam. There were two slam. outs I'm when he hit the sure. grand slam to tie it up 5-5. I know okay. there were no outs in the ninth when they won it. They hadn't retired. Yeah. But I, well, I believe there were two outs. Well, because they just went ahead and put it on the Bears in the ninth. Mm-hmm. Aaron, do you remember who was on the mound? What I've noticed is when I'm following along on social media, they never say, like, who gave up the grand slam, which is understandable. I, you don't want to be, like, throwing your own people do you remember, Aaron, who was on the mound when that happened for the Bears? I don't know. They What they have to do is solve, and I'm sure I, – I, in fact, Aaron, let's keep that handy. I don't know if we have time today, but I, I do want to – I'd like to hear – of course, we'll have Coach Rod on soon, but he's got a, he, he's got a lot to figure out with this bullpen. Now, the good news is – uh, whether it be Big Rig, whether it be Rigney, or Tyler in that leadoff spot, or even Saturday there was a decent performance. I mean, was it Kaylee? Was it Cam Kaylee? Anyway, uh, some of the starting pitching's fine. I mean, they're going five and two-thirds. That game they lost in the first game, they lost that game 5-3. And it was, that may have been Tyler on Friday night. It was like five and two thirds. I mean, even that game uh, Saturday, the the starting pitching's fine. They just can't, it, and it's odd for Baylor because Baylor has been so good over the years with the bullpen, and and we're just seeing some sort of really bad luck, and then also some just sort of epic meltdown type things. All right, we do have the man who is at the NFL owners meetings. And he was there when Jerry Jones broke his silence. That is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael LaPointe. Increasing clouds and breezy conditions tonight. Low temperatures fall to 62 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. It's going to be a windy and mild day with a high of 84. And a pretty good chance of showers and thunderstorms very early Wednesday. Otherwise, lots of sunshine by noon and a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bears Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball back home Tuesday at Getterman Stadium hosting Incarnate Word. 5.45 for the warm-up show, 6 p.m. first pitch for Baylor Bears Softball Tuesday from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM.
ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The NCAA men's Final Four is set. Villanova will face Kansas and North Carolina will face off with Duke on Saturday. The championship game will be next Monday night. South Carolina and Stanford have punched their ticket to the Final Four in the women's NCAA tournament. Tonight, UConn and NC State and Michigan and Louisville will try to move their teams into the Final Four. Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy got a raise with an annual retention bonus of $1 million each year over the next five seasons. Gundy will now make $7.5 million a year. Baylor baseball went 1-2 in the series versus OU over the weekend, taking the finale 16-8 yesterday. The Bears will host UTA tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball got swept by OU and will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Getterman. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Alan Samuels. Thank you for what you do. Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ted Teague and his staff. Tremendous job. And uh, keep me on the road 
and uh, that Grand Cherokee Laredo. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. We joined. We're joined now by Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News, who is at one of these NFL owners meetings. Good for you, Michael. This is the one. Uh, you don't want to be an indie in all that cold and used to be like somehow connected to a shopping mall. Uh, I'm sure you've done that in the past. You want to be at the at the owners meetings where they're all relaxed and the weather is beautiful. But I'm I'm uh, very concerned, Michael, that uh, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys was left behind. Uh, no coach left behind. Well, Mike McCarthy, the only head coach in the NFL that did not get to go to the owners' meetings. Was it, uh, Michael, were people just kind of almost, uh, was it a humorous thing? What, are, what was kind of the buzz around there when, uh, when, when word started to spread that, that the Cowboys' head coach was, uh, was not going to be attending? I think there was probably a little bit of surprise that he chose not to attend just because this event is so widely attended by NFL head coaches, by general managers, by owners. It's really something of a convention, one of few on the NFL calendar where everyone is in one place. It's so scenic. It's a great place to bring the wife, to bring the kids. For some folks who, who do that, uh, it's quite common. Um, and so, yeah, this retreat here in Palm Beach at the Breakers Hotel, hard to, hard to pass up on it. Uh, yet, Mike McCarthy elected <laughs> to do so. Um, I, th- I talked to I talked to one head coach uh, a couple nights ago, and I think I think he was envious uh, that McCarthy did that because this agenda, uh, particularly for this specific meeting, um, it's it's pretty light as it goes for NFL head coaches. There's not a whole lot here, and so I think a lot of guys might maybe were surprised that McCarthy was not here, but in the same breath. They probably thought, well, good for him. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys would rather be at a pro day. Um, they would rather kind of be teaming the grind toward the season. So um, I, I think it wasn't one of those things where everyone thought, oh, it's, a, it's some kind of joke that McCarthy's not, not there. I think they, they could somewhat appreciate uh, what his thinking was in, in just making that decision. Did you get to see Andy Reid in the flesh in one of his Tommy Bahama shirt, Michael? That's always a – a thrill uh, because he's a uh, he's actually a Los Angeles guy. Loves the coast. Loves being near the water. You wouldn't think that about Andy, but he is from uh, he is from that area. Uh, obviously, are on a different coast. But uh, did did Andy look as relaxed as always? Yeah, that's a great question. I took a photo of every single NFL head coach in uh, they did like a, a group picture, and mm-hmm. you know it's unfortunate there was a. There was a, the Packers head coach and this other head coach were sitting right in front of him. But, yeah, it looked like he got like a floral blue pattern. Ron Rivera was coming pretty strong with, with the Hawaiian-type shirt. Um, I, unfortunately, did not get the memo. Um, but, yeah, no, there's definitely uh, <laughs> the attire uh, reflects the, the, the space here. I mean, it's ridiculously beautiful. I've made a point to send to my wife, whose birthday it is today. Uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not able to be with her. Uh, I, I made sure – well, she was invited, and she had a work conference in Las Vegas, and she had to leave. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I made sure not to send any single picture of the ocean or, or talk at all about the climate or anything else about how, how picturesque this all is. Yeah, you might take her uh, with the Cowboys in Oxnard and all of that. I think it might be about time if she had to miss the breakers. Uh, you probably ought to take her out <laughs> to training camp. Talking to Michael Gilkin from the Dallas Morning News. Michael, I was looking at your photos earlier today. We gotta clean that lens, by the way, a little bit. Jerry's looking just a tad bit I hazy. Know, know. Yeah. Uh, but now, 
I mean, this is fascinating because he's just it, – it's rare for him to go any period of time without talking. He didn't go to the combine. This is the first time he's had a chance to uh, talk uh, since everything that's gone down. What First of all, what was his demeanor like? Was he somewhat upbeat? I mean, obviously losing his longtime admin, uh, administrative assistant, uh, Maryland, and she was, uh, you know, basically uh, was family to the Joneses. Uh, he's been through a lot lately, um, and you could say some of it maybe uh, uh, caused by him. Um, but what was the, what was it, what was he like? Uh, was he, was he, was he same old Jerry, or did he seem a little more reserved? I think overall, um, given the gravity of the topics that were discussed for the first fifteen or so minutes of his sit down with reporters, um, I thought, yeah, he was, he was in pretty good spirits. Um, you mentioned the death of Marilyn Love, uh, his longtime assistant. I think the Cowboys are, are, are still reeling over, over that loss. Uh, her, her absence is, is felt. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the past 10 weeks, you know, between the playoff loss and between uh, some, you know, pretty heavy uh, circumstances coming to light um, in, in various respects. Uh, with with the death of Marilyn Love, it's it's been a lot. And I, I asked him uh, at one point, you know, just that very question, like how how how, how are you how are you holding up, how are you doing um, in light of that. I think we, as much as it's all about business, sometimes we forget to ask people how are you, how are you doing. And his answer to that was, you know, let's, let's get, we're getting it all over with because once I, I turn eighty, once I turn eighty, which is a few months, you know, I, I just want to focus on other things. Um, and so uh, I think he had a, as, as good of an attitude as, as one could have, but there's no doubt it's been a difficult, difficult period uh, for the Jones family. And, and it, you know, it, it, you know, there's other things kind of coming up that it'll just kind of continue to be difficult, but uh, that's why uh, it, it's good to be with family. Uh, and that's certainly what they have uh, going for them uh, here in Palm Beach. And once they get back to Frisco, I I was surprised that he that he came so strong basically in Rich Dalrymple's defense. Now, you know they've been close for a long time. Rich has been around. Um, you know we can make our own assessments on maybe why this is like this. But for the allegations that are out there, and then Rich to to quickly and abruptly retire like he did, you would kind of expect Jerry to say, "I'm not going to comment on that." Not, hey, I, I hope. I can't wait to cross paths with Rich Dalrymple again. Um, I mean, it's just fascinating. After a $2.4 million settlement uh, with those cheerleaders, which the answer, and I've got your tweet right up here in front of me, was interesting. Um, it was, quote, from Jerry, it was in the best interest of everyone with priorities, of course, the interest of the people involved, which is kind of a, a Jerry word salad kind of deal. Um, I, did you find that interesting that Jerry was so, um, I, almost kind of like longing for missing Rich Dalrymple, almost kind of like, well, I hope we get to work together again. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, yes and no. I think when I initially was sitting there at the table and he was being so rosy about Rich, um, in light of the allegations that have come to light, which is worth noting. Rich himself has said, um, you know, for what it's worth that, you know, he did not do. Um, but nonetheless, uh, for, for Jerry to be so effusive. Yeah. When I was sitting there, do I think, wow, that's, 
interesting, the tone that he's taking. Yeah, I did. But as I, you know, now I'm standing and we're talking and I'm thinking about it, I think it's important to consider the fact that these allegations happened, you know, several years ago and Jerry knew about them then. And so he's had a long time to really process um, all of this situation. It wasn't like this is something that happened, you know, in January to him, maybe to, to those of us who were unaware about what had happened, you know, years ago. But for, for Jerry, who was around when the lawsuit, you know, where, where, when the settlement occurred and when the initial accusations were made um, and, and when, the, when the team did all its work on it to decipher what exactly transpired, you know, he was there. And so his opinion of, of Rich is not shaken by things coming to light. Uh, these, you know, these aren't new events. So he's had a lot of time on it. And uh, I think the relationship there between Rich Dalrymple and Jerry Jones has never been questioned throughout this whole process. So um, I, I can emphasize uh, with that part of it, um, certainly, you know, as a reporter, was it surprising? Yes. But again, I, I think that the people part of it uh, for something that's not new to Jerry Jones, uh, his mm -hmm. comments were, were understandable in, in that lens. Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What did you make of his comments? I thought uh, the Amari Cooper stuff was interesting. The uh, Randy Gregory, I mean, I again, this stuff is not going to be satisfying to Cowboys fans. Uh, Jerry has not lost his sense of humor. Um, I, I, it was just interesting how the Cowboys sort of worked to try to say on that Gregory thing, hey, we got this in all our contracts, except obviously Dak. Um, and yet Jerry, mm -hmm. if I'm reading that the right way, Michael, and you were there, Jerry's kind of basically saying, hey, I was on the phone with a guy. Like, Jerry's sort of not – I guess he's kind of saying, we, you know, it, we were in control of this thing. It's not maybe as egg on our face as much as it looks like. Because that was, honestly, of all the craziness that's happened this, from a football standpoint, that was a very embarrassing thing when it first happened for the Cowboys. What did you take away from Jerry on, his, on, on whatever he had to say about uh, Randy Gregory in that situation? Yeah, I think there there's, there is a pretty clear parallel between his comments about Randy Gregory and his comments about Amari Cooper, and that is, if we wanted Randy Gregory to be Dallas Cowboys, a Dallas Cowboy under those terms that Gregory was comfortable with, uh, but that would have been something of a new precedent for a non-quarterback contract with guaranteed money. If we wanted to break, you know, to establish a new precedent, and we wanted Randy Gregory to be there at that in that way, he'd still be here. It was a call that Jerry made. Likewise, Amari Cooper, they chose to trade him. If they weren't going to trade him, they were going to release him. But it wasn't like they lost him in free agency and they had a stronger contract and you know he chose to leave Dallas and they were really brokenhearted about it. No, they chose to trade Amari Cooper. Jerry made that call. And so um, I think this, this element of the team was in control, that there were no surprises, that was a phrase that he used. Uh, he really wanted to kind of establish that these moves that no doubt were pretty consequential and significant, uh, certainly on the Cowboys' salary cap and no doubt their roster, um, were, were both moves that if the team had a real problem with it, like a true, true real problem with it, uh, it, could, could, it could have prevented. That's what Jerry was pushing out today. All right, and Michael, this uh, paternity 
suit that uh, ha, you know has come up. Another thing that that uh, has been on Jerry's plate um, uh, in the suit filed by uh, Alexandra Davis, 25 year old woman who claims the Cowboys owner is her uh, biological father. Now I saw you and David tweeting about that. I mean that's a uh, that's a delicate one. Uh, all of this stuff is sort of delicate, but I mean, I, you know, hey Jerry, what do you think about this paternity? I mean, that's a hard one to, and and I guess Jerry's response to that one, and just sort of reading what you guys were tweeting, was just along the lines of, "Hey, that's that one's off limits. Like that's that's too personal yeah. for us to even get into." I'm just sort of wondering. Again, I I was kind of going back and forth on if I were in your shoes, if I would even bring it up, but then then I'm sure your editors want you to because it's it's out there. Uh, it's been in your newspaper. That's a very tricky one to handle, and it just seems like Jerry on that front was like, guys, sorry, this is not anything I'm going to get into. Yeah, I think, first of all, like Jerry was well aware of um, you know, that question very well was on the table. It could be asked. Um, yeah. you know, I didn't ask it. Um, I don't fault, I don't fault it was fault whoever, whoever that did. Um, I, didn't, I haven't done any reporting on the topic. Um, I didn't even tweet about it. I, I retweeted a colleague who did, um, which he was fine to, because again, it's it's on the table and it's his first time discussing it publicly as a public figure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the person, the Dallas Morning News, who who broke it, you know, it was the person who was leading that that coverage. It, it wasn't a Cowboys writer. Uh, it wasn't a Cowboys reporter. It wasn't one of one of one of us, uh, because it's it's largely not a Cowboys story. I mean, it obviously directly involves Jerry Jones, um, but it doesn't involve him. It involves him less as the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. It involves him more uh, just as a on a personal off the field entirely uh, basis. So yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different story, you know, for all, for some of the off the field uh, stuff that over the years have have kind of come up. Um, yeah, the, the the this is is very personal uh, in nature and isn't really a football story. So uh, it was asked it was briefly and it was answered briefly. It was a very long. A session that Jerry Jones had with, I believe, five Cowboys uh, reporters that were who were there, um, and that, again, it just took a very, very small part of it. And I think that is appropriate and proportional uh, with the type of story that it is. Mm-hmm. Michael, once you've covered the Cowboys beat, you can really cover anything. All right, we could kind of send you into politics, whatever you want to do next, because um, <laughs> it's uh, it's never what you just said is just that's part of the beat is being ready for the unexpected and uh and and you know covering Jerry is a lot of fun but there's also lately uh some of this other stuff involved and in, in it's uh it's been tricky and weird and all of that stuff but uh but it it never lacks for interest like uh, so it's uh it, it's a great oh, yeah. beat to be on yeah. uh yeah I'm having a real okay. blast yeah great <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah yeah certainly that yeah yeah for sure okay i saw that fountain you took a picture of the breakers uh and uh, boy i sure hope the morning news did go ahead and uh you know hope they didn't try to get you to you know use your marriott points or something down the street you need to be michael right there at the breakers it's very important to be stay on on site, so do not let any of those editors tell you otherwise. Okay, that's how we used to do it back in the day. But I, I fear. <laughs> is it really? I, well, I, we sure tried. I, I've heard secondhand. I, I've heard secondhand that the rate per night is north of twenty five hundred dollars. 
and <laughs> that's just preposterous. Um, yeah, yeah. We... So uh, there's a I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with my Marriott uh, affiliated hotel, 15 minute drive away. I'm I'm just fine with that. Yeah, the the last one I remember was at Dana Point, California, and it was gorgeous. I've since been back there because uh, it just was it was so nice. But uh, but yeah, there was there was a reporter from the L.A. Times, um, and uh, T.J. Simers was his name, uh, famous old columnist uh, and kind of a provocateur, so to speak, and and uh, liked to like to uh, uh, you know mix it up. And he got Goodell going, and he got all over Goodell for, like, what was going on with the economy in the country at the time and the fact that they were staying at the Regent, I think it was called, at Dana Point and the, and the look of it to the rest of the country for them to be in this total opulence when the rest of the country is in trouble. And uh, so that was uh, – Simers was a lot of things, uh, but he was interesting. He did not lack, so that was, uh, but he went right at Roger on on where he was holding the, uh, the. I think the NFL's back to feeling very comfortable uh, staying in the beautiful resorts and all that kind of thing. But at that point, it was kind of a tricky, interesting little deal. Well, Michael, um, thank you. Appreciate you taking the time. And uh, yes, you can tweet those photos, but I would not send those to your, uh, to your, to your lovely bride, okay? <laughs> deal yeah believe me deal uh, <laughs> all right for having me thanks, thanks so much yeah. thanks so much for this you bet you bet it's fun having you there he goes michael gelkin from the dallas morning news does a great job and uh has been all over this jerry stuff today and i was sitting there reading all his tweets earlier and i thought my gosh we need to get this guy on because he was right there with uh, jerry and uh, it was fun to uh to catch up with him okay next we have something we call Campus Confidential. What's the latest with college football? What's the latest with college hoops? That is all next. Baylor Baseball. All season long here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home Tuesday at Baylor Ballpark hosting UT Arlington. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the Mavs on Tuesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. NeighborWorks Waco wants to be your trusted source on your journey to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco has helped thousands of home buyers in the Waco area purchase a home and they can assist you as well. Not enough money for a down payment or your credit needs improving in order to get the best loan? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that will open the door to home ownership for you. Call 254-752-1647 or come by their offices at 922 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The NCAA Men's Final Four is set. Villanova will face Kansas and North Carolina will face off with Duke on Saturday. The championship game will be next Monday night. South Carolina and Stanford have punched their ticket to the Final Four in the Women's NCAA Tournament. Tonight, UConn and NC State and Michigan and Louisville will try to move their teams into the Final Four. Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy got a raise with an annual retention bonus of $1 million each year over the next five seasons. Gundy will now make $7.5 million a year. Baylor baseball went 1-2 in the series versus OU over the weekend, taking the finale 16-8 yesterday. The Bears will host UTA tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball got swept by OU and will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Getterman. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? Everybody really looks forward to this one. I want to see kind of what uh, Aaron Sexton has on tap for us. We got a Final Four. Oh, Duke in North Carolina. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe it? The Bears. It should be Baylor. Come on. We know it. The Bears would have beaten all those teams. Which team... Aaron, that North Carolina beat. And Aaron, I'll turn it over to Aaron here in a second. But before we do that, uh, Campus Confidential. Aaron, which of those, which team did North Carolina beat? They just beat St. Peter's. Like would have given Baylor the hardest time. I'm just trying to think about the 
the uh, route they went. UCLA, but I think Baylor wins that game. It's just, yeah, it's, I was thinking the exact same thing uh-huh. after they beat, uh, after they won and got, you know, got yeah. into the Final Four. I was like, man, that's Baylor's uh, overtime win away from the greatest comeback in NCAA tournament history and then probably, uh-huh. you know, being in the Final Four in back-to-back years. I'm going to go ahead and count this year as a Sweet 16, <laughs> just based on that comeback. Hey, I, I did think about you the other day because, you know, we were trying to remember how to say that guy's name for for UCLA, and I was watching that game, and that guy kept shooting it down the stretch. He kind of shot him out of that game. The guy we were we were trying to make sure we had his name right the mm-hmm. other day, Hawkes. Oh, okay. It's Hawkes. I, I, I forget. You may have had that right. I But I think – I, I forget why we were trying to get that. Oh, I think you were going to give his injury update, and you were trying to make sure we had it right. Right. It, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I, I finally – I heard it the other day, and I was like, I need to tell Aaron it's Hawkins. Yes. Okay, I remember. He's probably going to graduate. We'll never hear right. from him again. <laughs> so, there's really no reason now that we finally know how to say his name. Uh, ooh, wait to see. The Baylor – Oh, the Bears. Oh, this is exciting, Aaron. By the way, just a reminder, Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, is uh, is coming up next. He's going to join us at 5 o'clock. The Bears beat the Roadrunners, UTSA. The the uh, the, the Baylor men beat U, uh, UTSA three three and a half to one and a half points. I love this little tournament they've put together. They're calling it the, the Bear Brawl. Like B-R-A-W-L, brawl. All right, I kind of like this. Kind of like this little tournament. And uh, it's a match play event. All right, Aaron, I'm sorry. I'm going to turn it over to you now. Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy believes that the conference will not only replace Texas and Oklahoma, but add more on top of that. Uh, According to the Oklahomans' Barry Trammell, Gundy said, quote, we could be at 14 very easily five years from now from what I'm hearing. I think there's strength in numbers. When you watch this thing, the Big 12 has always had some issues because people would say there's only 10. Of course, BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati are all joining the Big 12. BYU as early as next year. Uh, one school Gundy thinks would be a, could be a target is Boise State. And, uh, you know, when people talk about this, the two names that are mainly mentioned, not that that would definitely be the two schools, but... Probably 95% of the time people talk about Boise State and Memphis if the Big 12 were to add two more schools. So Mike Gundy thinks it's going to happen. Don't think. Of, don't forget about SMU. Don't forget about those Mustangs. Mm. They do some good things. Dallas, come on now. Come on. The Mustangs, let's not turn our backs on them. Uh, that's a good – Aaron, I'm glad you brought this up because this week I think we're going to try to have the athletic director for Boise State. Jeremiah hmm. Dickey, yes. Oh, I, I mean, I did not know how much I loved Jeremiah until he was gone. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dickey is back uh, with us this week, and he'll be joining us, and so it'll be great to catch up with Jeremiah Dickey. Also, some news involving the uh, Baylor, um, you know, kind of administration that's fun news coming up. Some exciting news for a friend of ours. Uh, and uh, we can't, I don't think I'm allowed to announce it yet, but I will soon. We'll break that news, okay? Although now I've tipped everybody off, Aaron, all the people who listen to it. They'll, they'll put it up on that website, 
and now they'll be <laughs> looking for stuff. I've, I've ruined my scoop. All right, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. Aaron, what else do you have in today's Campus Confidential? Villanova junior guard Justin Moore suffered a torn right Achilles and will undergo surgery uh, this week. The school announced no. yesterday. Yeah, Moore suffered the injury in the final minute of Saturday's Elite Eight win over Houston. He is out indefinitely. Villanova faces one seed Kansas in Saturday's Final Four matchup. Moore went to the locker room on crutches during the trophy ceremony. The junior was averaging 14.8 points and 4.8 rebounds. He was the team's second leading scorer. Hated it. Tough, Hated it. Yeah. And now people say, you know, maybe they're not, they're, you know, this is going to take away. They're, they're not the deepest team in the world. It's a good team, good, solid defensive team. They don't score a ton. You remember that game against Baylor, Aaron? You were there. Mm-hmm. They scored like 36 or something. And then, or maybe it's 34. And then the other day, they won a game 50 to 44. This is a guy that can score a little bit for them. And I think, as you just pointed out, second leading scorer. Hate that injury. Hate it. We saw one of the worst ones we ever saw was that kid from Louis, uh, Louisville. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Great player, great kid. And uh, he tore his Achilles or something. It was a really bad injury. Hate it for, the, for those Wildcats, for Nova. Aaron, this is Blue Blood Central. Have you noticed that? It is. It UNC, is. Duke, Nova, Kansas. Yeah. Who the, the least blue blood of that crew is Villanova. And I think Villanova is a blue blood. I mean, Baylor's getting close to blue blood status. I don't think they can quite say. I mean, and of course, the national title did wonders. But since 2000, what, 14, 15, 16? Since 2016, I think Jay Wright has two national titles. He does, and a Final Four. I was about to say, yeah, you're right. I mean, historically, those three are better than Villanova overall. But yeah, man, the last ten years, Villanova has been yeah. outstanding. Two national championships, yeah, you, Final Four. You, know, you can give them the the Roly uh, Massimino. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know that one going all the way mm-hmm. back to 1984. Yeah, Aaron, can you remember the star? Uh, in that game of the Villanova team, he was, I'll just give you one hint, he was a big man. Who was, who was considered Villanova's best player on that team that beat Georgetown? I'm, and he did play in the NBA. I'm drawing a blank, and I watched that game, but I was young. Okay. <laughs> you, we were both I like can rem- I can 11 remember, years old. Yeah, was I can 80, remember wait, Georgetown. They had or 80, 84, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah they, Georgetown had Sleepy Floyd and uh, Patrick Ewing. Yep, I'm disappointed in you because the answer will make you make you mad. It is none other than Ed Pinkney. Hmm. Or did that not sound that familiar to you? Well, I mean, I know I remember <laughs> it now, but okay. I mean, I, it would have okay. I would have not remembered that. You would have struggled on that. Yeah, one. Ed Pinkney. Now, who was the player who admitted to um, doing some coke, doing some cocaine later in life? He admitted that. He said he wasn't in the national title game, but in the previous game when they beat Memphis State, they used to be called Memphis State, he said he was doing some coke. Do you know that one? I don't. Gary McLean. Hmm. All right. Uh, was that was that young man's name? All right. He's not so young anymore. It is the Matt Mosley Show.
Aaron Sexton. What else do you have, Aaron? We got a little more time. What uh, you got? Any you got anything else for Campus Confidential? I do. Louisiana Tech is expected to hire Texas Tech assistant coach Talvin Hester as the school's next men's basketball coach, according to ESPN. The hire is expected to be completed today, per sources. Hester is a familiar face in Ruston. He spent three years there as an assistant. Under the coach he's replacing, Eric Conkel, from 2018 to 2021. He also spent time under Kelvin Sampson in Houston uh, from 2014 to 2017. So the Red Raiders losing a top assistant as as, uh, Talvin Hester will be the next Louisiana Tech men's basketball head coach. Don't know much about the, the man. But he, he's kind of been around, had been there, and so uh, it uh, it makes sense. The, the other one, and maybe you were going to bring it up, but um, did you see who SMU hired? I did Rob, not. Rob Lanier. I think he'd been I'm trying to think where he was. Where did they get him from, Rob Lanier? Anyway, he's been around. I remember him for years. He was with Rick Barnes at Texas, and then he went with Rick to Tennessee. And so he spent a long time with Barnes, and he's been a head coach recently. Is it like UTEP or something? Anyway, it's not coming to me. Wherever, uh, but they hired him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Wait a minute. You're, your, your buddy, I can't remember his name, reported that Grant McCaslin was going to be the next SMU head coach. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Do not beat up on Jeff Goodman. America's guest. Did that, you did that enough I Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like somebody's taking him out for a steak dinner in Waco tonight. Wherever he shows up, man, they roll out the red carpet. Golly. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Um, and by the way, they used to do that. Um, golly, I'm, Heath Nilsson, you would not believe, Aaron, back in the day. Heath Nilsson. I'd show up in town. Heath Nilsson. Oh, man. He was great. I know Heath. Uh, anyway, Miss Heath. And Heath did a, uh, is writing a book now and uh, d- just doing a tremendous job of writing a book on his LDS faith. And uh, former uh, Utah State, big Utah State alum, who did a nice job for Baylor over the years. Old Heath Nilsson. Shout out to you, Heath, if you're out there listening. Uh, Aaron, um, what else do we have? Or do we need to get to the coach now? Do you we want do. to get one more thing? Okay. All right. I was going to let you have one more. Um we will be calling in the next few minutes the man with a plan, the man who uh, has led the Baylor men's golf program to yet another win in match play. It is Mike McGraw. He joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. The voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at Automatic Chef Canteen. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at DMRA Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop DMRA Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, pleased to be with you on this Monday. Shout out to the Baylor Club. Love doing shows from there. Love the hospitality 
and the uh, beautiful views of the Brazos, McLean Stadium, and a man who likes the Baylor Club. He's been by there, likes to try that buffet out. Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, joining us now uh, from the scene of the uh, inaugural Bear Brawl. All right, that's B-R-A-W-L. And, um, uh, Mike, I, I need to congratulate you. The Bears win the inaugural. It just happened not long ago. They take Y'all take down uh, the Roadrunners of UTSA and the Bears. Uh, uh, so congrats on this, uh, on this victory, and what a fun event. I was very upset that I couldn't be there today, but it looked like everybody had a lot of fun. It was great, and thanks very much, Matt, for saying that. It was uh, an event that was created kind of sort of at the last minute. When we were in Laredo a month and a half ago, I realized, you know, I knew we had one day of extra competition that wasn't being used, and then I asked, and a couple other coaches said they didn't. And so before you knew it, we had a four-team four event where everybody could come up here to Waco. They played a practice round yesterday. We had a pairing party last night to set the matches for the morning, and uh, – we played Abilene Christian this morning and just had a great match with them. That, they played beautifully, and we won in a playoff. So we got to the championship match this afternoon. It was a fun day for everybody. Well, and, and uh, for people that are, love history like I do, um, it hadn't happened since um, 2005 that you that, uh, the Bears had hosted one right in, in Waco. And uh, so this is this is really cool. So we we're saying inaugural, like we might keep doing this. Mike, is that the um, is that the plan? Do you do you want to try to get this thing going on an annual basis, or do you have to kind of wait and see on that? Well, it's a wait and see because you know you have some tournaments are two day tournaments, some are three day tournaments, and you get a total yeah. of twenty four competitive days. So some years you end up with an odd number, twenty three, and uh, on those years, you'd like to use that day for something, and yeah, I would love to do it again if we had a chance. But I, eventually, I'd like to host another stroke play event in in Waco. I think it would be great to do it here. All right, and what was the 2005 tournament? Was it? I'm trying to think back. That probably would have been uh, Hobby. Tim Hobby was probably uh, coaching the Bears back back then. Was it at Ridgewood or Cottonwood or what was the uh, uh, what who? Uh, you know, what was the event like in 2005? Well, it was called the Baylor Bear Classic, I think. And Greg Priest okay. was actually the coach. And ah. they played it at Bear Ridge. So it was, I think Bear Ridge was about three years old at the time. And Greg hosted the event. And so anyway, I would love to host in Waco. I think it's great when our guys can play in front of local fans. We had fans out there today. And their teammates, the guys who weren't in the top five, all came out after class today and watched the afternoon match. So, you know, our guys don't get to play in front of a hometown crowd, so to get to do it today was a lot of fun. All right, and and what about the players that had not been going out? I mean, I was going to even ask you recently, and I just didn't get around to it because I was like, man, that Dossie, there was uh, uh, Luke Dossie was just great in one of those tournaments. Was it last season? I get my seasons mixed up. But, I mean, he I think it was last year he went extremely low. And then a couple of these guys have just not, you, you know, haven't been able to go with you to tournaments. Uh, have they just been qualifying well? What was the uh, what went into kind of who got to uh, compete in this thing? Because you had a couple of guys making their first starts this season. Yeah, it was a deal where I, Johnny Keeper had played so well 
that I decided to exempt him. He's played well every week. He's ranked 28th in the country and, and certainly had been going through the qualifying process every tournament. So I exempted Johnny. Uh, we were going to save one coach's pick, and then the guys got to play a one-day shootout for those other three spots. And so Luke Dossey, Brandon Hoff, and Tyler Eisenhart got all three of those spots. And honestly, all three of them did something pretty special. Uh, Brandon won his afternoon match six and five. Uh, Tyler Eisenhart won his morning match and was in a playoff, ready to play a playoff in the afternoon match before the final outcome was already decided. So they didn't go into that playoff. And Luke Dossie made a 15-footer for a birdie on a playoff hole for us to beat Texas San Antonio. So it was kind of great. All three of them, you know, pitched in and did a great job today. Yeah, isn't it cool to do a match play event right after the PGA Tour just had its match play right down the road in uh... – Austin, and I'm sure you got to see a little bit of that. Um, and uh, it, it, it's a whole different format. Some people really excel at it. Others don't love it because it's just not something they're used to doing all that much. Um, the uh, I, I think you find out a lot about your players, probably put them, putting them in those match play. Uh, is that is that accurate, uh, Mike? Is that is it kind of a fun way to kind of judge? where your guys are when you put them in those match play situations? I think so. And the reason I think that is because every single hole has an outcome. You either win the hole, you tie the hole, or you lose the hole. So eventually there's going to be some sort of pressure putt or shot on every hole, whether it's you or your opponent. So there's nail biting literally every hole. So that's kind of great. And you see how a kid handles adversity. You see uh, how he can come back from a deficit. And you just, it's a really good deal. Plus, the national championship, the last three days are match play. And we play the Big 12 match play championship in the fall. So to bring the Bear Brawl into Waco and do it in a match play format made all the sense in the world. All right. And it's so gorgeous out lately. How's Ridgewood uh, playing? I mean, I've always, uh, I've always wanted to, to, be, to be on the course there, uh, but, you know, I just don't have that kind of uh, – don't have those kinds of friends, uh, Mike, that can get me on an exclusive club like that. But what was the uh, – what was Ridgewood playing like, and, and uh, what kind of shape was it in? Well, you know, it was windy today and hot, so it was playing fast. The, green, the fairways are still sort of in a dormant stage, so on a downwind hole you could drive it. 70, 80, maybe 100 yards further than you normally would. But it made the approach shot very difficult because most of those hole locations on the downwind holes were at the front of the green. So it didn't make it that easy to play approach shots, but the greens were absolutely perfect. They were firm, fast, and, I mean, you couldn't make a ball mark in of the day. So that part made it a lot of fun. And, and downwind, it was a real struggle to hold your golf ball, to hold the green. So it was fun. It played great. I'm watching on social media uh, Luke Dossie uh, make an eagle a couple of hours ago, uh, and it, that gave him a one-up lead. Uh, I I react differently to eagles than than Luke. I'm not saying there have been a lot in my career, but it really seemed kind of like a ho-hum type deal. Was that one of those um, holes that was playing downwind, and he and he launched it down there? What was uh, what, what what went into that eagle there on? Uh, yeah, let's see. I don't know. I can't really tell what hole that is. Nine. It was on nine. Yeah, you know, the uh, the ninth hole is a down downwind today, downhill, par five. So if you could catch the speed slot on that fairway, you were going to end up with a nine or an eight iron to the green in two. So 
it was really sort of a par four today, but the truth is, it, on the scorecard, it's a par five, and he made an eagle, and he wanted his hole and that you know that hole uh, to go one up. So, yeah, really good. Uh, really one of those holes where the, the ball would roll a long way down the ferry. Everybody was having seven, eight, or nine iron into that green. Yeah, well, it was great competition. I mean, I see. It looks like you got the right people involved because um, it, it, you know, nobody. Uh, I mean, even I mean, it's it's very unusual for for Johnny to ever lose a match play, really, with any team y'all play. Uh, and and he was the only guy who, um, I mean, not to single him out, and he's probably going to be real happy with me, but lost in that afternoon match. And I thought that was kind of interesting. You chose to uh, put Luke Dossey and Eisenhart um, out last. You had Luke Dossey out first this morning. What goes into that kind of strategy? Do you sometimes want to change it up and and have guys go out and maybe try to jump on people early? What is the what's the thought process when you're when you're putting the lineup together like that? Yeah, you're not doing that. You put out a player and then you react to who they put out. So it's not like I've got to get Luke out first or Johnny out first. That's not it at all. And and if you look at it, Johnny's you know one of the best players in the country. We paired him against their best player both in the morning and in the afternoon. So he's playing the, the toughest yeah. player in the tournament. So, uh, and, you know, he played a good match and, and actually fought back to almost win that match. But, uh, you know, I was telling somebody today, you know, it's too bad he lost to that match. He's 12-3 and three in three years in the Big 12 match play championship. 12-3. and three. He's really dominant at match play. So, um, yeah, he played fine today. Just he ran into a buzzsaw. All right, talking to Mike McGraw, uh, and uh, Bears get that uh, Bear Brawl. They get the victory out there. In fact, I'm watching Johnny. This probably is Matt Roberts taking some of these photos. Uh, it looks like your assistant was on the scene. I don't know if you saw this one. And uh, Johnny's up on one one leg. He he must be trying to see you know where it ended up or whatever. But it's. Uh, Kind of an interesting. There's a flair to his game, uh, and we've always talked about it. And it's, uh, uh, but I, I do think it's kind of it, you know it rubs off on uh, his teammates to a certain extent. Yeah, you know his teammates really respect him, and they respect him because he takes care of his business. He eats right. He trains right. He works as hard as anybody on the team. He's making almost a 4.0 in in accounting. I mean, Johnny does it right, and so they they do have a lot of respect for him and. And they know, every one of his teammates know he was fighting to the very bitter end. So, um, yeah, and he does have a lot of flair. He's got a lot of – he plays with a lot of excitement. It's fun to watch him play. Did you put some shorts on today, Coach? Um, I mean, it's a gorgeous day, but I, it seems like no matter what the weather, you always have those kind of black, long pants. Did you have you, could, did you consider maybe uh, getting some sun, putting some shorts on today? Nope. Nope, absolutely <laughs> no. <laughs> that will never ever happen. <laughs> Why are you so opposed to shorts? I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm old school, and I just don't want to scare the uh, the gallery away. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it looked like some people, like you said, came out today, and and uh, hopefully this thing catches on. I hope you get to do it again because I really wanted to be out there. And uh, so you're saying, like, when you say they like he eats the right way, are you telling me, like, after a tournament, if they're grilling cheeseburgers and stuff for everybody out there, will he grab a cheeseburger, or is he so disciplined 
he's going to eat something different. Like, I mean, are, are we talking like high level? Hey, I, I'd like to eat a piece of fish kind of thing. I, I, I mean, I'm not used to hearing things like this. He's not obsessive, but he, he does make a, more good choices than bad choices with, uh, with his food choices. He's, he's really smart about that. And he trains hard. I'm, I'm not even joking. He's, He's really trying to train like a professional would, and I think uh, I think his teammates feed off of that, which is great. But he'll eat a cheeseburger occasionally. Okay, yeah, everybody deserves a cheeseburger uh, every once in a while. Now, I, I noticed the other day. I think uh, I saw a tweet about Grider starting his corn fairy career. Give us an update on on how he did, and then um, and then how some of the other uh, Cooper Dossie. Uh, some of the other guys that are playing on some different tours out there. There was one guy that I think was playing maybe on the – he had qualified on the Canadian tour, I remember seeing, you know, uh, oh, I don't know how long ago that was I looked at that. How are some of your former Bears doing? Okay, uh, Ryan did qualify. He went through the Monday qualifying at the Corn Ferry last week. Made it yeah. through, birdied the last five holes to get in. And then he missed the cut by two shots but played just fine and – I texted him afterwards and told him, I asked him what he learned, and he said, I learned that I want to do this for a living. So it's like he, he realized this is why I'm doing this. He's so excited to be there. Now, Cooper Dossie shot 58 last month or the, earlier this month, 58 in, a, in an <laughs> APT event. So, and Cooper's the only, only player in worldwide golf who's shot in the 50s twice in the last month. He's the only guy in the world who's done it, so – He's not afraid to go low. Colin Cobra, Braden Bailey, Garrett May are all still playing, you know, mini tours along with Travis McEnroe. So we've got guys competing and trying to play the game for a living. Real proud of all those guys. Man, I love it. I love to see it. Your your former days at uh, Oklahoma State, you've obviously had some unbelievable players, and it's really fun to see a lot of your uh, your Bears now out there trying to grind it away and see if they can make it on tour and uh, – uh, you know, Jimmy kind of showed everybody the way uh, with, uh, you know, the Baylor's uh, only major championship winner. And so who knows? Maybe uh, Dossie or Grider or one of these guys will be the next Jimmy Walker. Um, well, that's fun. I'm glad you brought up uh, – I'm glad you corrected me on that uh, Greg Priest. That that was my old uh, friend, and we used to we used to hook up and play an occasional uh, scramble together um, back in the day. And uh, he would – he was on my podcast last a week or so ago. Love that guy. Yeah, yeah, and Tyler, uh, Tyler, Texas now doing some uh, yeah. overall that. But uh, but anyway, well, listen, good to visit with you, and congratulations on the successful um, Bear Brawl. And uh, yeah, I'd love to go out there, uh, Mike. Let me know when the next time it's going to be downwind. That's the way I like to play courses when I get a, 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 a big wind behind me, and I'll, Matt, I'll try to – I thought to, uh, your entire yeah. life was played downwind. I thought you just had it made like that. <laughs> Absolutely. I just kind of I just gotta act like that. I don't know if there's any truth to it. Uh, all right, well, good to visit with you, and congrats on the win, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what's coming up next. All right, thanks so much, Matt. We'll see you. You bet. There he goes, Mike McGraw, the uh, Baylor men's golf coach, does a tremendous job, refuses to wear shorts, very old school, and uh, came up under Mike Holder at Oklahoma State, and I just do not believe they 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 don't believe in shorts. Just put on the the khakis, although Mike likes the dark pants, I, I seem to recall. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show.
ESPN Central Texas. And we're going to continue on right now. And we need to look at and comment on what was happening at the NFL owners' meetings. Jerry Jones talked today. There are some very delicate topics that came up, and he handled them eh, about how you feel Jerry would handle them. We explain next. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including baseball coming through with one win in their series finale on Sunday and softball coming oh so close. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now, back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball and softball playing north of the Red River this weekend. Softball taking on top-ranked and defending national champion Oklahoma. The Bears run-ruled in their first two games against the Sooners, but led 1-0 with two outs in the seventh inning on Sunday before falling 3-1 to Oklahoma. Baylor softball now home, hosting Incarnate Word Tuesday at 6 at Getterman Stadium. And Baylor baseball dropped their first two games of the series at OU on Friday and Saturday. Sunday, they pounded the ball for a season-high 16 runs in a 16-8 win over OU. Here is Baylor baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. You know, I'll tell you what, um... You know, I thought Will did a great job. I mean, it was going to be, you know, punch for punch uh, with Oklahoma today, the way things were going, and it was just a matter of, you know, how we could kind of stop uh, some of their momentum. And I thought Cam Cayley came in and did a great job. Will did a good job getting us deep into the game. Cam did a good job, and then Jake came in and just did a phenomenal job. But I thought our offense just did such a good job of maintaining great at-bats throughout the day. Uh, you know, we got guys going four for four, and, you know, Trey just misses a cycle with a double. Um, you know, and so those things, like what, the, what I was really happy about was they just they took what they did yesterday and they just kept pounding the ball and uh, off of a really good pitching staff who came out, you know, throwing bullets out there. So I thought our guys did a really good job maintaining some good discipline and with great at-bats and uh, really proud of these guys for what they did today. Coach Rod, following yesterday's 16-8 win over the Sooners in Norman, led by Trey Richardson's 4-for-4 day, a double short of the cycle. Baylor baseball back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark, hosting UT Arlington. 
Also from the weekend, acrobatics and tumbling wins on the road over UMHB. Women's tennis drops two in Oklahoma to OU and Oklahoma State. And track and field competing at the Texas Relays in Austin. Their meet highlighted by Johnny Bracken's school record and win in the long jump, clearing 26 feet 9 and 3 quarter inches for the collegiate victory. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Increasing clouds and breezy conditions tonight. Low temperatures fall to 62 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. It's going to be a windy and mild day with a high of 84 and a pretty good chance of showers and thunderstorms very early Wednesday. Otherwise, lots of sunshine by noon and a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Call Allen Samuels House of Travel for your next all-inclusive vacation. As the world's leading all-inclusive company, Sandals is the best in luxury Caribbean all-inclusive vacation for couples. Let them send you on the destination of your dreams, to Jamaica, Bahamas, Antigua, or one of Sandals' other luxury resorts. Let Allen Samuels House of Travel help you book your next Sandals vacation. Allen Samuels House of Travel is a full-service travel agency located in the heart of Central Texas that has been locally owned and operated for over 45 years. Visit them at houseoftravelwaco.com. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at baylorline.com krzi. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The NCAA Men's Final Four is set. Villanova will face Kansas and North Carolina will face off with Duke on Saturday. The championship game will be next Monday night. South Carolina and Stanford have punched their ticket to the Final Four in the Women's NCAA Tournament. Tonight, UConn and NC State and Michigan and Louisville will try to move their teams into the Final Four. Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy got a raise with an annual retention bonus of $1 million each year over the next five seasons. Gundy will now make $7.5 million a year. Bader Baseball went 1-2 in the series versus OU over the weekend, taking the finale 16-8 yesterday. The Bears will host UTA tomorrow at Bader Ballpark. Bader Softball got swept by OU and will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Getterman. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. in Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, Aaron, um, we'll get into some of this Cowboys. Jerry Jones has made an appearance. Earlier in the day, we had someone on who had just talked to Jerry and uh, was one of like a handful of uh, of local beat writers from the Dallas area that showed up, including DallasCowboys.com. Sometimes they'll send the uh, members of the team website to cover all that, and then they uh, they post everything. And, you know, they can kind of say a few things. I don't think they can really be too opinionated about Jerry, but we had someone on the morning news, Dallas Morning News, and uh, did a really nice job. I enjoyed having Michael Gelkin on earlier in the, uh, in the program, and it was fun to have Mike McGraw on. Aaron, I was going to ask you about, because uh, I did not get to hear it, and I really want to hear it at some point. The uh, Steve Rodriguez, the Baylor uh, baseball coach, uh, came on with John Morris today. Aaron, what was the what was the what was kind of discussed in terms of what's going on with the bullpen? This is a team that can obviously score runs. Got some hot bats right now. McKenzie's a flat out; he can rake. Pineda's a great hitter. Trey Richardson. I mean, right, Nevin. He's got all sorts of pop in his bat up and down the lineup. It's a really good it's a really good hitting lineup. But they're not protecting leads right now, the staff. And in the past, they have been really good in the bullpen. What did uh what did Steve Rodriguez kind of have what did he have to say today, Aaron, about that uh area uh, of the team? You know, honestly, I don't want to kind of misquoting or or misconstrue what he said. Because um, he did talk about the bullpen. He talked about, you know, how, because John asked him and he said, yeah, the, you know, the hitting and the starting pitching was good. And then the bullpen obviously mm-hmm. had some issues this weekend. But, uh, okay. Right. I, I don't remember his exact wording and I don't want to misquote him. Okay. All right. Aaron is not wanting to take the great Rodrigo out of context. And, uh, so we'll, uh, We'll, we may sample that, but uh, we'll have the, we'll have uh, 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 Coach Rodriguez on. You know, reason I bring it up, Aaron, I, I found it interesting yesterday. Their Baylor people are funny because I don't. I think it's healthy if someone wants to grumble about how the softball team's playing or the baseball team. It's okay. It's it's social media. It's not the end of the world. 
there's someone named T-Rex who travels to all the games. He's become a big Baylor fan, and he's disgruntled about the way the softball team, the baseball team. And in my mind, who? that's fine. He wants to say everything. Now, I don't like it when they go after the players and stuff because then the players take it personally. But these coaches are making enough money and are thick-skinned enough to take any criticism that comes along. Because what happens on social media, then they go to this guy here and they go, he didn't even go to Baylor. He didn't go to – he." well, listen, this dude travels to all the games and is a huge Baylor fan. Now, does he say – Weird stuff sometimes, sure, but I don't. I don't like to be one of these Baylor, uh, and I am a Baylor alum, but I don't like. I don't. It's not. It's just so uncool to say, "Well, they didn't go to Baylor, so they can't be a Baylor fan." It's ridiculous. And if the guy wants to grumble about the way the baseball season's going, let him grumble. I mean, that's part of being a fan. So I, I just don't have any issue. I mean, I just feel like, boy, people get extremely protective some people jumped in with him and thought they should be criticized some people didn't i would just say this about steve rodriguez every season um and not every season one of the first ones i remember really getting to know steve a little bit was they had a great ending to the season and then they went on a run and won the the big 12 baseball tournament i think yeah and and then they've had moments where they didn't play well in the tournament. They've had poor starts and then hot finishes. Last year they were doing some really good things, and then they all they got COVID, and they did not finish strong. So I, I just think this guy develops talent. He'll figure it out. This is the arguably one of the best conferences in the country. I know SEC has some great baseball teams. Pac-12 certainly does, but Big 12 is stacked. I mean, everybody, TCU, University of Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I mean, you go right down the line. It's a great conference. And I think Baylor's a really talented team. You can be you can be really good and end up two and four to start conference. Aaron, when I see what happened to them in those two games, uh, I'm talking about the series against TCU um, and the series against uh, OU. The fact that they were able to come back and salvage the Sunday games were big because those are deflating losses. So I, I just um, I would say again to the Baylor folks who listen to this program, and there's quite a few. Just it's okay. Like see how this thing plays out. I mean, I again, you can criticize Steve all you want, but I, I think everything's going to be okay. And and don't get all disgruntled that somebody who didn't go to Baylor is criticizing the team. This dude puts on a costume and puts on a mask and shows up at all the games. I mean, is he over the top? Yes. Is he misguided with some of his comments? Yes. But I kind of give him grace because he's a huge Baylor fan and he goes to all the games. T-Rex, they call him. Nice guy. I mean, I've, I've liked visiting with the guy. I mean, I don't think I'd like to sit by him or sit behind him. Uh, just because he's so, you know, loud and aggressive. But, um, but I mean, I don't, I mean, if, if that's the worst problem Baylor people have is someone who shows up at all the games and screams for the Bears, then, uh, then I think we're okay. I think we're going to be just fine. All right, Aaron, I won't get any of your comments on T Rex. Something tells me you really don't have much to say about 
someone named T-Rex. Although, do you know who I'm talking about, Aaron? I do. Do you know who that is at games? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I just don't I just don't feel like it's our place whether you're an alum or just a fan to judge people and fans on whether or not they attended the school. Come on. I mean, if we did that, University of Texas wouldn't have any fans. <laughs> you just took my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you were sitting on that one. But um, all right, Aaron, let me see how much time we have here as we continue through our day. All right, we got a little time. Um, what did Jerry say today at that posh hotel the resort in West Palm Beach? The Breakers. That looks like a place I'd like to stay. Did you hear him say, though, Aaron, that they were charging $2,500 a night? I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous to charge that much. It's ridiculous to pay that much. Even if you're just rich, even if you're just incredibly wealthy, you should never find yourself paying $2,500 a night. You should use your points or strike some kind of deal or tell them you're an athletic. Well, I'm not. I can't give that trick away. Uh, but, Aaron, it's a uh, you should not. No, no one should be spending that. A night that that's ridiculous okay even if you're just incredibly wealthy it's still uh it's still just kind of uh not smart to be out there spending that per night uh but but that seems like a nice place jerry shows up aaron how would you like to be the reporter who ends up asking jerry about the paternity lawsuit uh, that he allegedly has this 25 year old daughter out there that suddenly after all these years Stephen and Charlotte and Jerry Jr. find out they have a sibling. Now, if you were asking me, was that a shock to those people that they had a sibling? I would say mm, probably not. I would say probably they've heard something about this over the years. It's a very weird thing to bring up. Jerry's response to the question about this was, that's personal. That's personal. And it was... Uh, it was, uh, and I, I thought that I found that interesting, Aaron. Our our man on the scene at the Breakers, who actually heard Jerry's answer, chose not to put it out there, and he gave I think valid reasons. That is that paternity thing is not football. That is TMC other things. Now this voyeurism allegation of what they did with the Cowboy cheerleaders, uh, what is. Uh, the former PR chief is alleged to have done that falls under Jerry's the owner of the team. I think you have to ask about that and you have to get answers to that. Jerry gave a nothing answer. In fact, Jerry went on to praise and almost sounded like he's pining away for his longtime PR man, Rich Dalrymple. Is that weird? Eh. As we talked about earlier, Jerry has a long time standing relationship with him. In this story by ESPN, his his PR chief, who has now retired, Rich Dalrymple, was accused of taking pictures uh, surreptitiously of the owner's daughter in a very suggestive, lewd way. Aaron, that's about the only way I can say it. All right, I don't. Uh, I'm at the home studio, and my, my daughter's right down the hall here. Uh, I really don't want to get into exactly the way those pictures were secured. But I find that interesting, that Jerry, even after paying a $2.4 million settlement that obviously involved allegations of his PR chief, 
now, I think most of our listeners are probably like Mosley. Okay, leave the TMZ stuff to other people. Let's talk about football. What did Jerry say about football? Well, I, he basically wanted to get it on the record today that it was his choice on the Amari Cooper, and you can only pay so much. And if you're going to have high, like $20 million a year type players, you you can't – They have, the production has to be there. So he, he tried to say it as graciously as possible, but he basically came out today and said Amari wasn't getting it done. And that's true. Now, the problem, of course, is who's going to get it done? You can move C.D. Lamb into the top receiver. Michael Gallup will be the number two wide receiver. You could try to draft the number three or maybe Noah Brown. Who knows? Who could be the number three? But he went on to say that even the, if, if you're going to be aggressive in getting Gallup back, maybe he just misses like one game. If you're going to be conservative, maybe he's not ready in the first couple of games of the season. That is a long way from right now. That is a hard thing to try to get your arms around. Is is how when will Michael Gallup be able to play and and how legit will he be? He's now paid handsomely to be with the Cowboys. No team gets itself in more like weird negotiations than the Cowboys. And they end up having to pay players quite a bit because other players they they negotiate themselves in, in themselves into a corner. They did it with Amari and they did not get much in return. They got a fifth round pick. Aaron, it sounds like to me the plan is C D Lamb number one, Michael Gallup number two. Now is that the worst duo in the NFL? Not at all. Not at all. Now, Aaron, by the way, I wondered earlier today we had a debate about uh, Zeke. And, um, I, you know, we won't get back into that, <laughs> but it was kind of funny, uh, our talk on that. Aaron, did we ever get any people texting in on that? We can look. We, we, we actually might, yeah. did. A couple of people. Okay. Uh, one person. This is on the uh, text toy. You can always text us, 254-662-1660, the CNC Collision Center text line. And uh, Aaron, what? Uh, yeah, and Daniel Aaron from Waco that. said oh. the Texans, which is true. They have a terrible backfield, a, a, a wash David Johnson, and a not very good. Um, gosh, uh, what's his name from Denver? Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. And uh, the Jets, who have Michael Carter Jr. and Tevin Coleman, uh, those are those are two that I would say are worse. But that's probably the only two. Well, I like that. I like that when our textures. I feel like it was Daniel and Waco who won that very impressive. This we may need to have him as like an NFL guest. Oh, and by when the I, way, he did want to point out he's not a Giants fan. He wanted to make that clear. He just knew who the GM was. Oh, he wanted to. I wonder if he's a Cowboys fan. He didn't say. I would say of all Central Texans, if we had a breakdown, and of course there's some random Giants and Commanders. Garrett Ross is some kind of Washington fan, which is just, I've never really understood the explanation for that. He can be heard 7 to 9 a.m. most days uh, on this station. But uh, I, if I had to guess, I would say that Central Texas is 80% Cowboys, 5% something else, 
and then maybe 10% Texans fans. All right, because we do have some Houston people who've moved to the area, but most people from the Houston area that have been here for a long time were old Oilers fans, and a lot of them did not make the move to the Texans. All right, they did not, and they certainly probably didn't make the move to the Titans. So we what we have is uh, a situation where I would guess we have 80% Cowboys, 5% sort of everything else, and then um, – what does that leave us? Is that is that okay? Leaves five percent. No, I said eighty-five percent. Oh, what did I say for Texans? Oh, I I, th- I thought the Texans. Yeah, ten percent Texans fans. Do you think that sounds about right, Aaron? I probably I would say eighty ten ten. Okay, there's a 80. lot of Cowboys haters that root for like the not a lot, but I mean the the. There are a few that root for, you know, the 49ers or the, uh, uh-huh. you know, some of the other big teams. There's, I know a few Packer fans, things like that. Yeah, it'd be really brave of some people in Central Texas or even the Dallas Fort Worth area to, to have, like, Eagles fans. Because uh, I would say that's become, over the years, the most hated. Even has surpassed the Washington, because Washington has been so bad for so long. I think the Eagles, Cowboys... Right now, out is is a much better and more intense hatred and rivalry than either the Giants or Washington. That's the way I would. Uh, that's the way I would leave it. Um, is there anything else I wanted to cover? On, on oh, the Jerry was asked um, about the uh, about the O line, like about the draft. I'll share with you what he said next in the dismount. and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. 
Baylor Sports Beat. Weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Waco Careers or WacoHR at howmet.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM and 100.9 FM. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive, in Waco to apply. Call Waco Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress, call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at wacofoundationrepair.com. That's wacofoundationrepair.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The NCAA Men's Final Four is set. Villanova will face Kansas and North Carolina will face off with Duke on Saturday. The championship game will be next Monday night. South Carolina and Stanford have punched their ticket to the Final Four in the Women's NCAA Tournament. Tonight, UConn and NC State and Michigan and Louisville will try to move their teams into the Final Four. Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy got a raise with an annual retention bonus of $1 million each year over the next five seasons. Gundy will now make $7.5 million a year. Baylor baseball went 1-2 in the series versus OU over the weekend, taking the finale 16-8 yesterday. The Bears will host UTA tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball got swept by OU and will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Getterman. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Dismount, and uh, we have to say goodnight uh, as much as we hate that. Um, MCC, well, the Highlanders got a big win just minutes ago. Word came in that uh, Daniel Altman scored on a wild pitch to end the game and give number three McLennan the 8-7 victory over number 18, San Jacinto. Boy, San Jacinto, long known for its baseball, 
That was a hashtag go Landers. And uh, that's a good win. That's a good win right there. Eight, seven wild pitch to get it. And uh, that is the end of the game. And that was an exciting tweet that just came in, Aaron, during the break. And I thought I would bring us a little breaking news, especially to a guy that spent a little time out there on campus at MCC, uh, Aaron Sexton. So, Aaron, uh, do you have any Highlanders gear? I think you should, uh, if I were you, since you spent time on that campus, I would get, I would purchase a national title uh, T-shirt since they just won the uh, baseball national title. That's a good idea, think, actually. I'm yeah. going to do that. I thought I think you ought to get some gear. Stop by the MCC bookstore and see what you can come up with. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. I, I promised you I'd give you a little update on the Cowboys and some of the things Jerry Jones said about the football team. And he was asked if the team needed to draft an offensive lineman. Obviously, they're going to be missing a couple of starters along the offensive line that have gone to the Denver Broncos? What are they playing for now, Aaron? You remember uh, Lyle Collins? He w- uh, Collins Miami. went to the Bengals. Dolphins. No, I think they were the, I, the uh, two of those guys, Connor Williams. I thought it was, oh, a couple of them are with the Dolphins now. You're saying Lyle went to the, the Bengals, Bengals, yeah. Connor Williams okay. went to the Dolphins. Okay, I got you. Another player, I think, ended up with the Dolphins. But anyway, they're not going to uh, – Jerry said don't rule the receiver or the pass rusher out, okay? More on this tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot around. Coming up, one Big 12 school has advanced to the